MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume. I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'm bad. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Well, Kevin, some stupid kid. weird guy. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol by Volume. Alcohol by Volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, Bar Senator. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Like a barf, drunkie! Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I should be watching the Tigers game and then watching the Wings game that starts in about an hour and a half. But fuck it, I'm here with you guys because I am dedicated to radio, apparently. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. If you want to Skype in, Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or you can call 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. Check out what we're talking about the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume and like the ABV Facebook page, please, please, please. I want to get more likes than Ashley does for uh, his uh, anti-social gamer radio page or the MLR gamer lobby page, whichever one's a page, not a group. I always forget. Um, and that's at uh, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And there is, of course, the ABV beer tasting list, which, again, I am remiss in updating because I am a lazy piece of shit. But, you know, we already knew that. TinyURL.com slash ABV beer tasting. Open spreadsheet. Add the beers that you've tasted on there. I have probably a good half dozen that I got to add on there from growlers that I've gotten. I had a um, – well, I'll get into that in a minute. So my job still sucks, so that leaves me pissed off. I uh, got a new coworker today to replace the old shitty one, and this guy doesn't seem as bad. I mean, it's not good or bad. He's just a guy, so eh, can't really say anything bad about him. Uh, he, he seems to want to do the job, which is more than I could say for the old guy. Um, so for the beers that I've been drinking over the past week or so that I have not been talking on the air into a microphone... I got two more growlers. I finished one yesterday, actually, because, like I said, my job sucks and it drives me to drink. I got Stegmeier's Pumpkin Ale. That's the one I finished. And I was um, I was hoping that they still had the Evil Genius uh, trick-or-treat there, but they didn't have it anymore, so I got the Stegmeier. It was cheap. It was 10 bucks. It was the cheapest growler there, so I figured, why the fuck not? I wasn't going to grab an IPA and a growler or anything like that. Nothing else with the exception of the second growler I got, really appealed to me. 
Uh, I got another fill of the Star Hill Smokeout, that rock beer. Why the fuck is there an ant on my desk? God damn it. Okay. And I haven't cracked that one open yet, but I know I like that. So, uh, after, after, after tonight, that'll probably be the last of the beer I have in my fridge, actually. Uh, okay, yeah, so what I'm drinking here right now, I just kind of lamed out. I got a six-pack of Abita Pecan Harvest Ale because I'm a sucker for that seasonal, and I like Abita. I mean, come on, they've, they've, you know, they've tweeted at me on my Twitter, so I can't really complain too much about that. It was because I saw a six-pack of Abita Amber on the coffee table in the house where all the chefs live on the season premiere of Top Chef. Uh, I don't know if any of you watch that. For some reason, I'd have a feeling that possibly Mitch and Sherry could watch that show, but I don't know. I don't know their feelings on so-called reality TV, but I, I like Top Chef. There's good food on there. Um, oh, and the other, um, well, the other four-pack that I got, I got uh, Founder's Breakfast Stout, because why not? Founder's Breakfast Stout is fucking delicious, and I haven't had it in a really long time, and I'm glad I got it, because I forgot how fucking awesome it was. Oh, I see uh, Mitch in the chat is saying he's a Guy Fieri fan. That fucking guy. I will admit that Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives is kind of a cool show to watch. Um, If you ignore Guy Fieri. I mean, the the show, the the, uh, restaurants he goes to are fine. That's cool shit, but Guy Fieri is a fucking raging douchebag, apparently. I mean, come on, flame shirts? Jeez. Um, no offense to Steve Carlisi, rest in peace. Um, oh, Mitch is asking what's Top Chef. Uh, competition cooking show. Uh, similar concept. It's on uh, Food Network. Uh, hosted by Padma Lakshmi and Chef Tom Calicchio. I, I mean, it, it's a it's a cooking competition show, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and Mitch agrees. Yeah, Guy Fieri's awful, but he gets inspiration from the recipes. Um, Cutthroat Kitchen. I don't believe I've seen that before. I, I, I love cooking shows though, like cooking competitions like that for some reason. Uh, what, what, uh, there was a dessert one for Top Chef that was pretty cool. I think that only ran two seasons. I will admit that I have watched Cupcake Wars in the past, uh, you know, since a dessert theme there. I, I know there was another one on Food Network that I've watched before too. Uh, you know, it was, it was probably chopped because I know, the um, Dennis is familiar with this place, the Morris Tap and Grill in, I think that's Randolph, New Jersey. Their chef there, I believe, was actually a winner on Chopped. And Morris Tap and Grill does a shitload of craft beer there, so they're they're a craft beer destination here in Jersey. So if if you're in the Randolph, New Jersey area, check it out. I know Dennis says he's never been to it, but I'm sure you're at least familiar with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for, for for the locals, Route Ten in Randolph, Morris Tap and Grill. I, I've been there a couple times, and it it the food's fantastic. The beer selection is amazing. So, okay, Mitch is filling me in on what Cutthroat Kitchen is. Four cooks, time limit to make things, but they're given twenty five thousand each. They can bid on items they can replace an opponent's protein with. Get rid of their meat and replace with frozen pigs in a blanket. That's awesome. I love it. I gotta watch that. Or make them cook exclusively on a camp stove or things like that. Top Chef is kind of 
almost combinations of that. I mean, some of the challenges, um, they have two different kinds of challenges. Quick fire challenges, which are quick, like you, you have some ingredient that you got to work with in 15 minutes and you may get some sort of money prize out of it. You may get a car. Yeah, I know Dennis is saying today on ABV, we're discussing cooking shows next week, your period and you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. We like cooking shows. These are co- These are cooking competitions. It's a little bit different than Rachel Ray or Barefoot Contessa or all that kind of shit which are probably fine shows in their own right. But, um, okay, the quick fire in Top Chef is basically you, you win that, you get a prize. Um, then there's the elimination challenge where, obviously, if you lose, you get eliminated. And you know, they've had to deal with all sorts of crazy shit with that where they, they have been camping, or they've been using uh, campfire stoves and stuff like that. I think there was one they had to cook out in the middle of the fucking desert or something like that. I don't know. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to continue with cooking shows. Uh, I'll just mention one more that I enjoyed. I used to really enjoy Iron Chef. I will admit that. I never really watched Iron Chef America, though, because Bobby Flay is a douchebag. <clears throat> okay. What else was I talking about here? Well, I know Cornac said he might be calling in tonight. Whether or not he will actually do that, I have no clue. I don't see him on Skype, so perhaps not. Um, but it's mainly because... He has uh, a newfound love of Jameson whiskey, which I fully endorse. And Mitch says he's a queer for Hell's Kitchen. I've never watched Hell's Kitchen. I've uh, The only Gordon Ramsay stuff I've watched is Kitchen Nightmare, so I, I really do have to watch Hell's Kitchen eventually. <laughs> Be nice, Dennis. Mitch saved the network today. I'm not going to get into how, but you know he kept us running live, basically. And this would be one for the uh, Facebook group. I'm curious if anybody knows where to get personalized growlers made where either I don't have to make a bulk order of like a dozen of them or pay $100 a growler. I'd love to get one with the alcohol by volume logo on it just because of a narcissistic fuck like that. But every website I was going to, it either seemed that if you wanted it done and it was like screen printing and stuff like that, uh, you were either going to pay $100 for one growler or you had to do at least a bulk order. I, th- I think one of them, the minimum was 24. I don't need 24 fucking growlers. One solution I saw, I think on Reddit they were suggesting it. It might have been a beer message board too. I don't know, same difference really. Somebody was suggesting just get a blank growler and take it to that store in the mall. Uh, what is it? Things Remembered where they do uh, etching on stuff. I'd rather not have to do that because that would just be kind of weird, but I don't know. Um, oh, Cornax is in the chat. Okay. I was just talking about him. That's a little creepy. This is like a Beetlejuice kind of thing. Mm. Gordon Ramsay is awesome. Don't diss the Gordon Ramsay. Oh, God. Did I just say diss? The fuck is wrong with me? Ugh. Okay. Uh, let me get into little, little, little things here. New Belgium is challenging a carve-off between breweries. And it would probably... Oh, wow. Nice timing, Cornex. Your ears are burning, I bet, right? Uh, Let me bring up this link. So New Belgium challenges breweries to pumpkin carve-off. Now, I I like pumpkin carving. I I don't like actually necessarily doing it. I like the end result. I see ones online that make anything that I can do look like absolute shit. I went through a whole gallery on DeviantArt of all these pumpkin carvings that people had done, 
and realize, good God, I fucking suck. But, uh, like, last year, or last year? Might have been a year before. I did a Aperture, eh, Aperture Science logo from Portal. My wife did the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Frankly, I thought hers looked better than mine. But, so New Belgium is doing this challenge. It's featuring seven different craft breweries, Dogfish Head, Brooklyn, Cigar City, Cambridge Brewing, Jolly Pumpkin, of course, uh, Schiffly, I never know how to pronounce that without making it sound like shitfly, uh, Cambridge, wait, they already said, fucking, they already said Cambridge, what the fuck in this article, and St. Arnold to carve the best pumpkin, winner will have $5,000 donated to the charity of their choice, the public will decide the winner, you can check out the entries at newbelgium.com slash craft carve off. And uh, coincidentally, voting is uh, ending tonight. So if anybody's interested in that, newbelgium.com slash craft carve off. There's actually some pretty cool ones I'm seeing. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery did one with their logo on there. Uh, Shifly did one with their logo. There's a, you know, Cambridge did a really good evil jack-o'-lantern looking one. Dogfish Head did a shark on theirs. Stuff like that. Um. <laughs> fuck you, Dennis. Fuck you. And people, if you're not in the chat wondering you know, why I'm saying fuck you to Dennis, join in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. Because if you're listening live, you should really, really be in the chat. Um, let me see if I can actually copy one of these images. An image. Paste. Doing this all. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm just leaning back in my chair. So that's one that uh, Cambridge, I, th- I think it's pretty cool. I like a good jack-o'-lantern. Um, I'm trying to remember some cool ones I saw. Just like dragon carvings and shit like that. I saw another one of a jack-o'-lantern eating a smaller jack-o'-lantern. So that competition is ending tonight. Ooh, I have a caller, and I have an ant on my desk again. Let me answer this call. Hello, caller. Hey, Kev, what's up? Hey, Cornex. So, so, pretty much everyone gets the gist of it. Yeah, I drank Jameson for the first time. Now, tell us about your experience. It's pretty good. It- <laughs> <laughs> Expand ah. further. No, <laughs> but Jameson, Jameson is one of those that it, I don't know, it just goes down so smooth. I love it. It like, obvi- there's that certain scent that you get with hard alcohol. Like when I got with that cognac, it, it wasn't as bad of a turpentine scent. Exactly, yeah. But it was still there. But when it hit, it was strong, but it wasn't, like, killing me. Yeah. It, with Jameson, you get you get that you get that warming feeling when it goes down. Exactly. But it's, it's exactly. nice. It warms up your chest. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like getting a hug. <laughs> I, I guess that's a way to describe it. It's <laughs> kind of... It kind of reminded me of when I had my first Guinness. Ah, okay. Yep. And I'll, 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 I'll explain that uh, as it wasn't rough on me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was strong, and there was a strong flavor to it, but it wasn't rough. Like, uh, I, I kind of hate the bitterness of beer, and although I got a full-flavored beer with Guinness, I didn't feel too, like, ugh, like I had to brush my tongue off or anything. Yeah, and you don't get that, like, that shiver necessarily out of it. I mean, exactly. you'd get and a little was, bit more with Jameson than you would with Guinness, but still, it, it's not as heavy as, um, I don't know, it, imagine you're drinking some, you know, rubbing alcohol vodka. You're going to get that shiver after that shot. That's just nasty. 
Yeah, instead I just got this warm feeling that went, ooh. And that that's it's the perfect kind of drink for winter because you you know just put put some in a tumbler and just sip on it, warm yourself up. I need to get some more of that. I I it was just randomly in the house because apparently my dad just said one day I want a bottle of Jameson. There's not there's nothing wrong with that. I had a bottle of Jameson here for the longest damn time, and it was just one of those things that was hanging around. Where every now and then, oh, yeah, I'll have a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and now it's gone, and I'm sad about that. So I have to buy more. Also, I'm waiting for us to. We uh, the family went to this apple orchard the other day, and we picked up some of the. Uh, the orchard also has a winery. Ah. But instead of picking up a wine, we picked up a bottle of their hard apple cider. So I'm waiting for us to open that up. Ah, nice. It's yeah. called Naked Flock. Hmm. Yeah, so, some of the some of the hard apple ciders are a little hit or miss, but I, I think if you're getting it directly from them, you're probably getting a good one. Yeah, it's like the, the whole thing they tout about is the reason they call it Naked Flock is because it's literally just apples. And, see, that's good. Too many ciders will try and, I don't know. Sweeten it. Yeah, sweeten it, you know, spice it up with something. You know, just let it let it be the apple. Okay, and Dennis with that age-old bit in the chat Ugh. I'm not even going to say it because I'm just so ugh, douche chilled by that aren't you douche chilled by anything the Russian says yeah pretty much <laughs> I mean aren't we all yeah <laughs> but you know I, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're expanding your horizons in the chat. Hmm? Well, yeah <laughs> but sorry I, Lyle not, I'm glad you're expanding your drinking horizons though because I mean like for instance, my wife, margaritas and, you know, strawberry daiquiri. That is about it. I had her uh, taste that apple pie wine that I had gotten, and the look on her face, I thought she was going to hit me. <laughs> Dennis in the chat, Ukrainian, you virgin fuck. <laughs> well, that's that's just an oxymoron. Virgin fuck. What? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I think he might have been propositioning you. Maybe, maybe, maybe I think. I think. <laughs> I think he put the comma in the wrong place. It wasn't Ukrainian, you virgin fuck. It was Ukrainian, you virgin fuck. So he's a Russian caveman. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've met Dennis, right? <laughs> Actually, no, and I kind of regret that because I was there that night and I wanted to say hi, but oh, he but... was working and I didn't want to disturb him. Oh. And I never got a chance to say hi. See, we need we need to have another somewhat local get-together. W- one that doesn't end with me in the ER. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm, still, I'm still paying bills from that because another $65 bill came in. I got to pay <laughs> i don't know what it was for dude i just got a bill collection because i look i had some mess my head was really messed up earlier in the year or was it it was almost a year ago it was during the winter so i had to get a cat scan Ooh. uh and you know obviously we probably paid right then or it was covered by the insurance right yeah but yeah. then all of a sudden just now you know pretty much a year later i'm getting i 
am specifically being requested by, you know, collectors. Oh. Because they're saying I owe 150 bucks. Oh, they're fucking vultures. Oh, yeah, they are. And, and, and then they'll I, change their mind with charges, too. It's like, oh, you know what? We didn't charge you enough in the first place, so uh, you got to pay us more now. Well, it was also like uh, it was like a local number, which obviously you would think because it's a, you know, but then I type that local number, and then I get people from all over the country saying, this is a scam number. Oh. And, and not only that, but you would think that, I'm like, I know the things behind collectors. Yeah. You know, like, there's some shady shit, but... Usually, they say the company's name, or it says the company's name, like, uh, loan collectors or whatever. Yeah. On the, it said, it just said, out of area. Uh, the thing was, it was in my area code. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know I've, I've heard stories about uh, some of those actually coming up on caller IDs, and not, like, programmed cell phone caller IDs, but coming up as phone scam. Well, no, usually I can <laughs> fuck with them, because... They'll ask for me by name, but the thing is, my dad and I have the same name except for our middle name. My ah. dad doesn't have a middle name. I do. So I say, which one? I don't give them any clues of, you know, how our names are different. Mm-hmm. What freaked me out was this person actually said my middle initial and said my middle name. I went, oh, shit. That's creepy. I was like, oh. You're about to have your identity stolen. And that's why I didn't return the call. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, I think I have to discuss this because, you know, whatever, blah, 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 with, with my financial advisors and blah, blah, blah. And then two hours later, hi, we called you earlier. And I was like, I didn't fucking pick it up. <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, here, give us your credit card number over the phone. It's fine. Yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I would rather I would rather go to the company specifically because I know certain companies do go to loan co- to debt collectors. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're just trying to get their money. You know, it's more the debt collectors are scumbags. Yeah. And the but, hospital or whatever, you know, the medical facility, they're just, they're not equipped to chase down people for billing and everything. Well, if it was really a problem, I would rather deal with the company directly. Oh, hell yeah. Than deal with the debt collectors. If any of this is true. Yeah. It's like, you know, look, you know, I'll work out a deal with you. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, a little payment plan here. You know, I'll I'll have it paid off to you in a few months. You know, let's work something out here. I'll make sure the money gets right to you. And but you know, Oh, my God. Uh, Every single time I'm on the show, I get us off topic. That does seem to happen. But it, it's a different topic most times. I know. I think it is the uh, it's the ADD. Yeah, that happens with me. So, <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so you, you've had your Jameson. Yeah, so, and I've had my Guinness, and then I realized something. Mm-hmm. Of all the beers I've had, I seem to have liked Guinness the most because it was very heavy. It was very, the uh, best way I can describe it is sort of like a chocolate cake where it's very rich and heavy yes. on the tongue. Oh, yes. It's, you're you're going to endear yourself to Mitch with that. Guinness, because of Mitch, Guinness has become one of my standbys where... When I go to the liquor store and I'm like, eh, I don't see anything new that I want, eh, fuck it, I'll just pick up some Guinness. Yeah. It was just sort of like, of all the beers I've had, it's the Guinness I like the most. Mm-hmm. Like, it's strong, but it's like heavy. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And then of all the hard liquors I've tried, which is, well, I, I think I, I have some wine. I think I had some cheap wine and I poured, yeah, I was like, ugh. Yeah. 
Um, I've had, you know, the cognac and the whiskey. And I think this is when I realized the Jameson just sort of went down smooth. And I, I realized Jameson, Guinness, I think it's just the Irish in me. We're, we're going to have to get you some more Irish drinks. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say like, you know, get into Bailey's because Bailey's is probably a given that you would enjoy that in some respect. But, you know, Bailey's, Bailey's is something more you want to put in your coffee these days. And I don't know if you're a coffee drinker or not. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I can have it. Uh, I don't drink it religiously. Mm. Honestly, I'm more apt to go out and grab a monster. Okay. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Mm. My high school senior year, do you know how I went through finals? Uh-oh. It was two weeks, and each night I could barely get to sleep. I couldn't sleep at all. And then I would pass out, and then two hours later, somehow I wake up on time to go to school to take my final, and it would just be a can of Monster a day. And I'm talking the ones that are the double-serving ones. Oh, Jesus. Full <laughs> can of Monster, and that was it. See, I was already coffee-addicted by the time I was a senior in high school, so I was just fucked at that point. Of course, I, I also did you know, dip a little Kahlua and stuff in there in the morning, too. Well, no, it was also because, here's the thing, by the time I got home, I'd be so fucking tired, I would barely eat anything, I would just want to get to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. And then I'd be up all through night, Mm -hmm. with barely any food, then next morning, I'd wake up after passing out for two hours, grab my monster, and go. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's getting isolated. Somebody mark that, was it 6.30? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that does sound... I grab my monster and go. Oh, beautiful. And that's a new... Lust and Love. Mondays from 10 to 12. Now, the the Guinness that you had, was it on tap, can, or bottle? Bottle. Okay. No, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I just... I, uh, I don't know where my mom at. It was can. Okay. It was can. Uh, I was just talking about the Jameson. Ah, okay. I was like... Uh, <laughs> Jameson in a can. Oh my god! Yeah, but the, the Guinness, like I know Mitch agrees with me on this. Guinness is better out of the can. You get the widget and everything. You get that nice creamy head. Well, I was gonna have another. I actually challenged my cousins to this because Guinness is so much heavier than any of the because they drink PBR mostly. Oh jeez! <laughs> but they did have those huge cans of Guinness, mm-hmm. and you know. We had PBR when I learned I can shotgun faster than any of them. Yeah. And I just had the dumbest idea ever that night I first tried Guinness. I was just like, this is obviously something you sip, you enjoy. It's a dessert beer. Yeah. You could say that. And then I just sort of went, what if we all shotgunned a can of Guinness? Oh, dear God. And then I found out that the can I was drinking from, you know, was their last can. Oh, well, no, we were all, because it was the last can, we were all taking sips. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought they were too lazy to go down and get me one. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't imagine trying to shotgun a can at Guinness. That's, it's too good for that. But, like, Dennis in the chat said, I mean, he he likes Guinness, but he's you know he says after getting hooked on a few stouts, Guinness is now just a light beer. When you, if you try, you know, other stouts, you know, especially like, for instance, like a Russian Imperial stout, 
Guinness, I'm not saying it'll seem like water, but it'll seem so much lighter. I used to think Guinness was just ex- very, very heavy. And now, I mean, well, e- even like the uh, the Founder's Breakfast Stout that I have right now, that's that's got some heft to it. But again, I know you're not necessarily into the bitterness of a lot of different beers, so. Here's the thing. I can deal with certain bitterness. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, like, I have fucking uh, pumpkin butter downstairs. Pumpkin has a slight bitterness to it. Yeah. I can deal with that. In fact, I even, you know, I'm fine with it. But when I go to, like, uh, that, when you get Pabst Blue Ribbon, that's essentially just the beer smell that's watered down plus bitterness. Yeah. I can't, uh, 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 uh. No. <laughs> yeah, and Guinness just Guinness just has that something different to it. Uh, I will call it a chocolate, like a rich German chocolate cake. You know what? You, who knows? You might actually like the Founders Breakfast Stout then. Because I mean, it. Not like I can buy it yet. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it, it has it has that. All like, by volume does not. Does not support or condone underage drinking. Not at all. I mean, but you know, they just invite me on to talk about it all exactly. the time. And you got to figure you're you're legal to drink somewhere. I'm I'm 20 years old. All right, supposedly yeah. seven years ago. Um, <laughs> seven years ago, I was 20 years old. I hadn't drank until I turned 20 in that June. And let's be honest. It was a sip of yingling at a party to celebrate my cousin coming back from the Navy. Okay, you know, yeah. There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, people don't, people don't criticize when you know kids have a sip of wine at church until they get raped by the priest, and then everybody complains. Oh, Jesus. oh my! Mm, you remind me of family story. Uh oh. <laughs> I used to work at the church, Uh-oh. and. My uncle sort of changed his voice when he called me, and he pre- and what I was was I, I picked up the phone, I talked on the phone, blah blah blah. That was my thing. Uh, I picked up the phone, I set up appointments, I did all that. I was a receptionist. You know, <laughs> shut up. Receptionist. <laughs> my uncle was a dick. He called in, and he changed his voice, and he pretended to be a concerned father. Complaining about his son was supposedly touched by one of the priests. Oh my god! And then he, and suffice to say, it was like after my shift, I was going to a family party because <laughs> I couldn't get anyone to cover my shift. So suffice to say, I walked in to the uh, to the party. First thing I did when I saw him was I punched him. Yeah, probably a good idea there. <laughs> and that was, and it, it wasn't like it was bad. It was just everyone was going. And even he, he said, okay, go ahead, punch me. <laughs> oh, God. We're all aware of who deserved what. Oh. Your, your family gatherings must be interesting. Dude, I, I'm just going to say this. That's on. Irish Eye is a bit more formal. Uh, everyone gets a little bit more rowdy when the liquor comes out. Yeah. And that's not specifically the Irish relatives. I'm talking about my uncle who's part Irish, part German. Ooh. Who has a giant has a giant wine goblet? Oh my! And you can fit pretty much a whole bottle in. Uh, 
my grandmother, where <laughs> she gets going, she gets going. Uh, when my grandmother drinks, she gets honest, let's say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Let, let's just say there's some people in the family that aren't as well liked, and my grandmother will, you know, my aunt will still be like, oh, stop it, don't, that's impolite. <laughs> you know, to ah, my that, uncle. That who's bitch asking, Karen. Oh. No, my uncle will start mouthing off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> once he, you know, he, he'll mouth off when he's, when he's sober. Oh, Okay. But when he gets drunk, he'll he'll start doing a dinner table. Not that any of us mind, really. But my aunt is like, whatever. And then my, my grandmother, my aunt is just like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And my grandmother's like, no, he's right. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened at any of my family gatherings. But even even like family reunions, there wasn't a lot of drinking going on, which is kind of a shame. Because I think my family probably could have used it. That's the strange thing. It's the Italian side of the family where the parties get rowdier, but there's a little less drinking. Huh. I mean, all right, my cousins, if they have their party, they drink more. Yeah. When it's a family gathering, there's some drinking, but not like heavy drinking. Yeah. But we still get ra- loud and rowdy as fuck. Yeah, my, my family gatherings were always very subdued. I mean, people sit down, have their, you know, have their... Uh, you know, pasta casserole and play volleyball and not, nothing bad or, you know, no confrontations <laughs> ever happened. They were very boring. Eggs. Well, come on. I live out here in Jersey now, so I'm like 600 miles away from the closest family member. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, I guess you got anything else? <laughs> uh, you know what? I just had a weird idea. Uh-oh. I am because not eating nuggets. I know nuggets. what you usually talk about. And I know what your show's about. So let's see. Uh, cocktails inspired by Transformers Dark of the Moon. Ooh. Let's see. I'm amazed that I haven't seen something like that before. You haven't? No, I'm 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 shocked that I haven't seen that. Hmm. Let's see. It's apparently called Dark of the Moon. It's a pint glass. One pint glass filled with room temperature absinthe plus three ounces of heavy cream. Sir, if you feel like it, chug for... What the fuck? Okay, this is a joke article, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because I was thinking of trying... Because we always move on to Transformers. Mm -hmm. And this is an alcohol show. Yeah. Trying to blend the two areas. I, I did find some cocktail called a Transformer. Uh, one shot vodka, one and a half shots hypnotic liqueur, and orange juice. Okay. I don't know. Eh. I know. I guess it's hard to find Transformers related cocktails. I, I suppose you could probably, if you really wanted to, and this would probably be going on color more than flavor, you know, do a shot that has like that, uh, you know, kind of 
the you know purpley color, you know Ooh, maybe like I fade from blue to purple and. I found two. Ah, okay. The bumblebee is made of Ciroc coconut vodka, house-made mango puree, and a splash of cream, shaken and served, chilled in a martini glass, garnished with a black sesame seed rim and a sesame seed-coated chocolate stick. Okay, I can see that. Visually, I can see the colors and everything going on there. That works. That makes sense. And prime time. Ciroc red berry vodka, fresh sour mix, shaken with blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and strawberries, topped with club soda and garnished with a fresh berry skewer. Okay, I, I think that would work too. Of course, and, to, to, for me well, to make that, I'd dab a lot of that stuff. Ugh. Oh, wait, I have a picture. Oh, okay, post in the chat. Because I want to see what this... Uh... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can, I can see the coloration there. That works. You gotta have some sort of Transformer-related drink. I feel like you should just have a giant sticker of their head on the glass, just sort of like you get with any sort of kids thing where they go, this is your Transformers cup for your party! And then, of course, somebody will be complaining, "Uh, they're promoting kids drinking! Well, whiny people are. This was two years ago. And the only three comments are, sounds yummy, I miss my hometown, especially when cool things like this are happening. And Bumblebee, what a brilliant idea, can't wait to try one. So I think a lot of people are just not stupid. Yeah. Okay, that's a lie. A lot of people are fucking stupid. Yeah, that's true, too. I think Dennis is trying to kill us. Really? Yeah, he wants us to drink WD-40 mixed with nitroglycerin. Exchange the WD-40 for Mad Dog 2020, and what would be a good replacement for Nitro Red Bull? There you go. Hmm. Actually, no. Make it a monster because Red Bull sucks. <laughs> oh, see, I like Red Bull, but no, fuck you. Uh, I don't know. Fuck you. No, the first time <laughs> I drank Red Bull, and this was at a time where I sort of exaggerated things to make it funny. This was. Not me exaggerating. This is literally what happened. I took a sip, immediately spit it out. I described it as some coffee drinker, you know, someone drinking a lot of coffee, then pissing into the cans, and then carbonating it to get Red Bull. Okay, fair enough. But it mixes with Jaeger deliciously. Oh. Yeah, I'm not not getting you to try Jaeger, am I? (laughs) No, I was just... Or, or anything with them. Red Bull. Ah, okay. Jaeger's kind of an acquired taste, too. Probably is. Yeah, if, if you like that, you know, the kind of licorice kind of thing. I don't mind licorice. I, I kind of got used to black licorice. It's you know what? You, you, might actually, you might actually like Jaeger, then. Who knows? All right, now someone has to try that... That, uh... My variation of Dennis's idea, Mad Dog 2020 with Monster. The sad thing is I could just go down the street and easily grab that because uh, one of the quick checks White out trash. here does stock Mad Dog. <laughs> you live in the hood, don't you? Well, uh, it's a little bit of a Spanish area. Oh. <laughs> not, not, not specifically where I live. <laughs> just down the street, though. <laughs> I'm just reminded of an early skit I saw where Mersh got referred to as the Spanish kid. <laughs> what? 
it, it was something, um, Stugat's puppet. Like, you know Don Stugat's on, on Twitter? Yeah. All right, he had his thing with Stugat's puppet, and the first show ever was with Mersh as a comedian. Okay. And the entrance, uh, at the beginning, there's sort of this introduction. It's actually uh, a friend of mine, uh, Rita, who's also a friend of Mersh's. Uh, she's coming in, and it was all improvised, so she didn't know what to say. She's like, oh, yeah, that comedian you wanted, Mersh, she's in. Mersh, yeah, the Spanish kid, right? And she's just like, the guy you asked for. I, I can, I mean, uh, I could almost see Mersh as sort of slightly ethnic, I suppose. I don't know if I'd you know, say Spanish. <laughs> okay. I don't see that because if you go to the Mersh fan page on Facebook, it says Irish family. Meanwhile, Sheely sounds like an Italian name. Yeah. Well, no, like an Americanized version of an Italian name. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I find it hilarious because that day I, I never knew what Mersh's name stood for, what Mersh was. Oh, really? I didn't. Which you would think, you would think 360 on 420 would make that clear for me. Probably. <laughs> Sundays and Thursdays from midnight till whenever. Um, you know, that Mersh was cheap weed. Exactly, yeah. I didn't know that, so I was just like, I was searching, I was trying to find Mersh's albums. Um, so I typed in Mersh, and the first thing that pops up is Mersh's cheap weed. And then I find that video later, and the first thing Mersh says is, my name means cheap weed. I'm like, I should have just found this video sooner. <laughs> See, now I've got to search for merch videos online. No, you don't. I posted it a while back. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Cornax MLR. And I think... Where is it? Let me get the link. There we go. Copy link. And it's in the chat right now. We miss Mersh. Yes, we do. He'd better be back on Thursday. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know he was talking about. Well, I know he was talking last week about hopefully doing Fifth Circle. So I know we we might get Fifth Circle every I don't know three months, four months. It's kind of sad because I said on that return that you know you posted the video exactly. Yeah, I was thinking we were gonna have Fifth Circle back regularly. I and when I. I commented on the video. I said, now let's see if we can go two weeks in a row. Yeah. And whoever it was posted, please, the next fifth circle is going to be in November. And it pretty much looks just like that. Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, you know what? I, I can't blame Mersh because he is a busy, busy motherfucker. Uh, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. Fifth, fifth circle. We, oh, we miss fifth circle. Oh, we miss Mersh. Mersh, come back. They need to yeah. give him some time off. <sighs> well, we'll give you we'll give you back the time slot. Joe Collette is taking over. Yeah, exactly. I know. I think I think Joe thinks it's his time slot now. I think I think it unofficially is. Let's face it. <laughs> Apparently. Dennis was the one that said, "What was it? The um, next fifth circle? Yeah, fifth circle next in November." 
Yeah, said it twice, and Royce scolded me for it. <laughs> should you should bring that up to him again, Dennis? <laughs> See what happens. You know what sucks? Mm-hmm. I didn't know uh, Royce and Marie were actually in my area. They were like thirty minutes from where I lived. Yeah, the other day. I, I found that out when I saw on Facebook too. I'm like, obviously not close enough to me, but you know. No, it was like, but it was the day my family went apple picking, so I was like, shit. Ah, not like I could do anything. And it's not like they're, they're it's not like they're up here that frequently either, which sucks. Yeah. But you know, I don't. Know, maybe, maybe we just all need to start a MLR commune in Florida or something. I don't know. My my, my regular my, orgies. I said nothing of the sort. But uh, you know, I was asking because you didn't say anything of the sort. Okay, I I, I can accept that. Um. Well, who's who's gonna take part in the orgies? I don't I don't think we have enough women. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay, I understand, okay. What? <laughs> what? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and the alcoholic horse you rode in on. His <laughs> <sighs> name is Schlitzy. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Um, okay, so do you, do you have anything else, or do I have to, do I have to, do I have to hang up on you? <laughs> We're probably going to have to hang up on me. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I, I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you some plugs here. So, plug your stuff, man, because you're you're doing good stuff on Fridays now. Um, Cornax three five seven on Twitter and Nerd Hours live Fridays from eleven p.m. to one a.m. Saturday morning. And you guys are going to have a shitload of uh, Comic Con material this uh, this week, right? Pretty much, and I'm probably going to be silent for most of it, um, unless I can get us to start up that fan fiction bit again. I I'll support that. I'll try and I'll try and nudge the uh, the Facebook page in that direction. So I, I I enjoyed that fanfic bit just because it's disturbing. At some points, I just had to stop and laugh because of how ridiculous this was. Well, if you do the fanfic bit this week, which one do you think you're going to do? You know what? Um, there is this one about Jurassic Park where a bunch of dudes fuck a velociraptor. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, there's also this one where Laura Croft gets beaten, raped, killed, and eaten by cannibals. Um, and, and there's also one that sort of looks like Pulp Fiction because it because there is a gimp involved, but it, it's Keenan and Kel, and they get uh, kidnapped by the Aryan Brotherhood, but they don't actually get raped. It's just a whole bunch of violence. What the fuck is wrong with people? A lot of things. Oh my god! And I'm the one who reads it all. To get attention. Uh, well, ho- hopefully we will get one of those this Friday on the Nerd Hour. I will insist Don't on it. Get raped. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on topic. So I will I will talk to you later, Cornex. Goodbye, good sir. <laughs> See. You. That was Cornex of the Nerd Hour. Fridays eleven to one. Um, so I will finish up a few things here before I hit to break. <laughs> we, Cornax is always wonderful d- for going off on tangents, but you know what? I do the same damn thing 
So can't really blame him. Uh, little, little bit here. Amstel, Bulgaria has this uh, little idea going on where they try and make people slow down a little bit. Now, we all know that the day-to-day hustle and bustle, yes, I said hustle and bustle, is, you know, everybody's running around. Nobody can stop for anything. You know, we all got to get where we're going and we got to do it as fast as we can. Well, in Bulgaria, this Amstel installation, it will give people beer just for standing still. Yes, I got this from businessinsider.com. Amstel Bulgaria, yeah, I can't speak, introduced its pause machines to the cities of Sofia, Varna, Plovdiv, and Borgas. The installation is a vending machine that dispenses Amstel beer cans. Yeah, it's Amstel, but still it's beer, sort of. Uh Uh-oh, I have a phone call. Yes? The feed is dead. Really? It says N slash A on the stream. Like, non-applicable. Nothing is there. That is interesting. Um, wait, uh, Dennis, this is not replay. Because I do show hold on, as connected. Hold on. I, I, I'll say this. Dennis, retard. Type retard. Good call. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Okay. I guess we're back on now. But he didn't type retard. <laughs> Dennis, type retard. <laughs> Damn it, Mitch! <laughs> okay. Well, okay, that works. Oh, okay, that works too. <laughs> I suppose that works too. <laughs> and that, oh, fuck. You know what? This is one time I would like to say I call massive dumps I take reviews for Rise of the Spires. Uh, Thank you and good night. <laughs> good night, sir. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I was out of the chat room, so I did not see that. Apparently, the feed cut out very briefly, but. That'll happen from time to time. So anyway, Amstel Bulgaria pause machines. It's a vending machine that dispenses Amstel beer cans to customers who stand still in front of it for three minutes. Now, I like beer, and I suppose you might be able to call Amstel beer. But I don't know if I'm so desperate for beer that I would stand in front of a machine for three minutes. Now, the machines use motion sensors to, to determine whether the participant has moved during a timed 180-second span with any movement restarting the timer's countdown. Now, I hope this timer is visible because I don't want to be standing there and flinch and not know if I've reset the damn counter. Uh, apparently they've dispensed more than 1,300 cans of beer in their 16-day debut tour. Um, it's a neat idea. It's it's a marketing thing. Um, I suppose if I was having a really shitty day, I would stand still for three minutes for a beer. Uh, I guess, well, shit, I wouldn't be in, even be able to futz around on my cell phone because I wouldn't be standing still then. Um, you know what I would do to stand still for three minutes? I would listen to one of the great shows on MLR, which I could download either on iTunes or at morelikeradio.com slash downloads or at morelikeradio.org. And then I'll just be standing still there waiting for a beer while enjoying some great entertainment. See, now there, that that's, that's how you beat the system there. Okay. Um, and then the last tidbit. This is probably a little bit more than a tidbit, but um, this will this will pretty much take me into break here. 
the Great American Beer Fest was, uh, I believe, this past weekend, and a lot of winners with it. I'm not going to read the whole list. I'll kind of go over little highlights here and there. There are 84 fucking categories for this, so obviously way too much to go over. Um, one of my favorites happened to win gold for milk slash sweet stout, left-hand milk stout. I think that's especially cool considering how close they came to do uh, disaster with that flooding in Boulder. So I've I've touted how delicious left-hand milk stout is. So if you're able to find that, try it out. Great milk stout and the voters at the Great American Beer Fest have also said so. Uh, there was one category here. Let's see. It was category number 34. I thought it was kind of funny because I wouldn't have seen something like this existing. The category is for American-style cream ale. There were 37 entries. The gold went to Natural Ice from Anheuser-Busch. So Natty Ice won a gold. I guess within that style. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about the other entries. Um, silver went to Old Style from Pabst, and bronze went to Rainier from Pabst. Um, I, I guess Natty Ice ain't that bad an American-style cream ale when all is said and done. Either that or nobody else can make a good American-style uh, cream ale. Um, I'm trying to... I have no idea what's going on in the chat, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, but a lot of these categories, I mean, American-style wheat beer, American-style wheat beer with yeast, fruit beer, fruit wheat beer, field beer or pumpkin beer, urban spice beer, you know, all it, it's it's all over the place. Chocolate beer, coffee beer, specialty beer, anything could be a specialty beer. But 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 this I found interesting. It's out of Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, from Marley's Brewery and Grill. It's Pack Dog Peanut Butter Ale. So it's showing that somebody was able to do something successful with peanut butter in their beer. Um, in fact, the silver in that category it's uh, Fate Candy Bar Milk Stout from Fate Brewing Company out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, let me scroll down here for more for like it, it this really gets into detail. German style Schwartz beer, American style dark lager, Bach, German style Doppelbacher Ice Bach, uh Baltic style porter. And a lot of these you're you're seeing um breweries that don't necessarily get national distribution. So um but then there are others like category forty five here, German style Kolsch, Leinen Kugel's canoe paddler took the gold on that but then uh let's see i'm trying to find a uh, like a non-familiar uh da, 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 da. we know that one know that one um let's see here know that one know that one. okay maybe i'm maybe i'm screwing myself here um trogues firestone walker marble uh, Prost out of Denver, Colorado. I don't think I'm at least familiar with them. Market Garden or Market Garden Brewery out of Cleveland, Ohio, for uh, bronze and Keller beer or Zwickle beer. So I mean, there there are a lot of opportunities. Like I said, 84 different categories in this. Um, some categories had as many, you know, 61 entries. Some had as few as 19. Um, I saw. I see another one here with 16 entries, uh, 252 American style IPA. Obviously, everybody's doing IPA, so it's no surprise there. 
Um, trying to see if there are any that are like really, really small numbers or anything larger than that one, but doesn't really look like it. Um, yeah, the sweet stout or cream stout, um, you know, left hand milk stout, uh, utter love from Beachwood Barbecue and Brewing, Long Beach, California, dark lightning milk stout from Thunder Canyon Brewery out of uh, Tucson, Arizona. I almost said Tucson because I have been drinking, but I do know things here. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, huge, huge list. If if you want to check it out, go to AmericanCraftBeer.com. They, they have a whole listing of these things. It'll kind of give you an idea of what some of the big, you know, you know, big, big tastes are out there for certain styles. Half of the shit you're not going to find in your local area. That's That's just what it comes down to with distribution. But some of the stuff... Depending on your area, you're going to find you're going to find familiar breweries in there, and then you're also going to find a lot of not familiar breweries. Uh, but it, it's a it's it's a good way to see kind of what's what's hot at the moment. Um, so you know, I, I'm probably going to get myself ready for break here. Um, I did mention on the Facebook page that I would be ranting a little bit about how the government shutdown is actually fucking over craft beer in some respect. And it is, it is happening. You know, there I have multiple examples. One um, one I got, I think, on the Facebook page from uh, Rich in Arizona. Uh, I got a Newsy piece on it. AmericanCraftBeer.com has a piece on it. Beer Pulse has multiple pieces on it. I mean, they're all over the place. Um, then Budweiser banned in Italy. What? Yes, it is actually banned in Italy. After the break, we'll find out why. Uh, New Belgium, they've signed a distribution deal in Ohio. A little bit of science. A Chinese team found that drinking a certain beverage, not water, might prevent a hangover. Ooh, what is it? Dave, and this is not the uh, hangover cure. Dave, the 19-year-old craft beer with a $2,000 price tag. Then I got a few other random things. A uh, few lists here and there that I may get to, probably not, because I probably won't have enough time. And then the new beer releases and reveals for the week. I have actually some stuff from Budweiser. There's some new Project 12 stuff that's coming out in a case. Uh, some new nitros from Left Hand Brewing. And if I get to it, there's even a little bit of ice cream going on there. So I'll be back in about 10 minutes or so here on Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. Alcohol by Volume! What radio! Wait, why is that guy gargling? This is your morning wake-up call. Get up. It's how I get my morning started. They're my morning show. All right, here's a little inside info. They're not even real listeners. These are staged people, and you hear the same thing across the entire country. And that's why Hammy, Hammy, the true American, is going to serve his country and expose these hack shows for what they are. Fail FM, only on Brainstorm Radio. Friday nights, 8 to 10, on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of Peace, at any income level. 
That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden. Okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. What are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? What about obscure movies and TV shows? Well then, you are in luck because every Friday, Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid, but are balls anyway. The Nerd Hour, every Friday night from 11pm to 1am, only on More Like Radio. Spoon! Recently on The Conti and Kenny Show. Ah, you kidding? And I'm watching. They also put on the thing that Honey Boo Boo's like the whole computer just froze up. Oh, really? Too much shit on here. Um, that's basically what she said. She's like, "Hey, Marquis, what's going on? I'll come back for round two. And the guy was like, uh, "He basically was like, you need to be quiet." And then asked her for her ID, and her ID was in her car. So he told her she was banned from the mall. For not having an ID. It's like, really, dude? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, the Adobe plugin has crashed. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Everything just went right in the toilet. Holy shit. I gotta. That's the Flight 800 of Adobe players. <laughs> I gotta do the. Uh... <laughs> the Flight 800 of the Adobe players. <laughs> The Conti and Kenny Show. Talking bollocks for fuck knows how many years. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the more like the uh, more like radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining next? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster that's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No, you're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family, a family of gangsters. Take the edge off. 
MoreLikeRadio.com. It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Wrestling's fake. Oh, yeah? Jesus! The organization that brought you Tangled Web, Tournament of Death, and Prelude to Violence. 15 years of hardcore tradition. The Combat Zone is professional wrestling's proving grounds. Combat Zone doesn't do PG. No ballroom dancers or pimps shucking and jiving in our ring. Just the biggest names in independent professional wrestling. Masada. Oh my God! What? Adam Cole. Only in pro wrestling can two men kill each other and then follow it up with a hug covered in blood. Danny Havoc. Oh, no, 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 no. Drake Younger. Just moving your body on the canvas. Painful? Not painful, that. CCW features the ultimate hybrid style of high-flying mat wrestling combined with hardcore death-defying action the other promotions wish they were allowed to show you. Get the latest news on live events, internet pay-per-views, and more. Or score yourself a classic CCW t-shirt from their online store. Support the Ultra Fire Underground. Go to CZWrestling.com or follow Combat Zone on Twitter. Hey everybody, this is Alexa. You can hear my Uncle Sean say terrible things on the Hippo Juice Show. Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Followed by the Red Show from 9 to 11. And now Mark Out Radio with Big T and Dark Fox is on Wednesday too. Join them during their new time slot, 11 to 1 a.m. Only on morelikeradio.com. Hi, this is Marianne from Lust and Love. Recently, we decided the show needed more dicks, so we found the manliest man we knew to fill the spot, Dark Fox. I know this is weird, but my boyfriend broke up with me because my dick is too short. He praised me about my skills and all, but this is a really good reason for a breakup? Because it's really hurting me until now. I can't seem to forget all the memories we had together. I know this can't be the reason, or maybe has he met another guy? I really cannot get over him because once he told me, I love your dick, whilst he was stroking it. That's the reason I will never let go. Lust in love, now gayer than ever. And that's saying a lot considering we used to have Hammy on the show. Join us Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Morelikeradio.com. Because mean people need to laugh, too. What time you guys got here? Oh, hey! Country Mac, man. Hey, bro. Listen, dude, can you get us out of here? Yeah, you got to get us out of here, man. Get out of here. I'm loving it. I'm getting phone numbers left and right. Oh, sweet. There's chicks here? Chicks? No. Dudes. I'm into dudes. Oh, you're gay. Loud and proud, brother. Loud and proud. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, there's nothing for you. wrong with that. Honestly, no, that's great. It's like yeah, refreshing yeah. to hear. You yeah. know what? Happy hunting, bro. Get after it. Cool, Good cool, luck. cool. I'll see you all in a little bit. Good. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, he doesn't want us to grease them. God, that's you know? awesome. Because he wants them. It does, right. right. He know, wants them for himself. It's so much more comfortable when someone's uh, gay and open about it's fantastic. it. fantastic. Like, 
I know we've oh. never said this as a group, but uh, Max, what, gay. Max gay. Yeah, Max gay. He's yeah. gay. Yeah. 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 Hey. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Smiles. Okay. Hey. What's with all the chit chat? Legs and hammies are trying up by the second. We got stoned and we're uncomfortable. We're trying to deal with the whole thing. You guys need to start greasing some dudes or I'm going to freak out, all right? I'm going to freak out and I'm going to add another day. Oh, no, 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 no,
goddamn MLB thing is probably behind. I don't know what's going on. Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me. God damn it. Uh, here we go, Tigers. Get them home. Uh, Cabrera's at bat now, so I have no idea what's going on. Did we, did we tie up the game? Somebody tell me. Somebody fucking tell me. God damn it. Dennis. Okay, whatever. Um, so I got this from AmericanCraftBeer.com. Um, TTB, it's an acronym for the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. This is the arm of the government that, because it's shut down, you have the problem here. Um, startup breweries, they're in limbo. Those plan to open on a specific date and didn't yet have their paperwork approved. They're now on hold. That can be costly for the owners and their investors. The TTB also approves beer labels and recipes. Like I said, seasonals are fucked on this. Basically, unless you already have a pre-established beer that's already been approved and all that, new new beers are stuck. We're not going to see the ramifications. I mean, us as drinkers, we're not going to see the ramifications of it right now. Um, Months down the road, though, we're going to see it. We're going to be stuck with a... I mean, as long as this government shutdown goes on, we're going to be stuck with a lack of new seasonals. Now, obviously, you know, stuff that's already been approved, you know, Sam Adams has already approved their winter lager and stuff like that. Those yearly seasonals, you're going to see that. But the stuff that hasn't been approved, you're, you're shit out of luck with that. You're not going to see them. Um, and that, 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 that is probably going to completely kill some of these smaller breweries. Um, I guess in this article here, Unlike craft brewers, big beer giants like AB and Bev or Miller Coors, who have stuck with the same recipes and labels for decades, are being minimally affected. Craft brewers, however, who have built their brands on constantly changing innovations, now have their backs against the wall. The labels they need approved are on hold, their production schedules disruptive, causing ripple effects that could continue to plague them long after the shutdown ends. Sales programs are devised well before a beer is brewed, packaging needs to be produced, and a beer that's been brewed and awaits label approval can go stale. So basically, these beers that are awaiting approval, they've already they're they they're being brewed right now. They're already being brewed. The packaging is already being designed. Yes, Cornex, I know I'm focusing on my alcohol. I am focusing on my alcohol. But somebody, please tell me if the Tigers actually scored a run because I have no idea what's going on. I don't think they scored a run. I see runners at the corners and Cabrera. Son of a bitch, he struck out. Never mind. Ah, boo. Boo, boo, boo. Now I'm depressed. Now I'm depressed. I see on my Twitter feed, Tyler Mack 4. Any hope we had of winning is now gone. It's up to Prince Fielder. Okay. Back back to the booze. Back to the booze. I apologize. I'm like this during the baseball playoffs when the Tigers are in it. I apologize. Imagine what I'm like during the hockey playoffs when uh, the Red Wings are going. I mean, I I may actually have to um, reschedule shows, you know, when that happens. Uh, so uh, polls continue to point to the public's growing disaffection with how our government's been working lately. Yeah, government, you know, our government fucking blows, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this one I got, uh, this like I said, before the break, I got this courtesy of Rich in Arizona. Government shutdown puts budding breweries on hold. This is in Phoenix. Uh, some new breweries might not even open on time. Uh, it's from myfoxphoenix.com. Um, 
an obscure government agency, blah, blah, blah. New beers can't be sold. New breweries can't start up. So I'm, I'm assuming the new beers can't even be sold in bar from tap. Um, fully solution with this. Uh, Julie Maker plans to turn this historic downtown Phoenix building from a gym into a microbrewery. It's gorgeous, exposed brick, open wood tresses, just begging to be a brewery. But her dreams are on hold because she can't apply for the licenses she needs to open. We can't even file an application because they've taken the entire website down. Uh, federal workers have to approve the label and the recipe for seasonal brews before they're bottled or served. That means seasonal brews won't be making it to your local pub anytime soon. So all these delicious seasonal brews are going to go fucking stale because these fucking assholes in the government can't... And... I mean... I'm I'm pissed off enough at shit that Obama's done. I'm pissed off enough at shit that both the Democrats and liberals, uh, wow, Democrats and Republicans have done. Wow, that that wasn't even a Freudian slip because I'm a former liberal. I'm probably more liberal than a lot of the people in MLR, but um, uh, I mean. Government workers that are getting fucked from this, craft brewers that are getting fucked with this. Us beer drinkers are getting fucked by this. Fucked, I tell you. Fucked. Hmm. Um, let me see. Further in the article. Um, owner's wondering how long her grand opening will be delayed. She's hoping lawmakers can resolve their differences over a cold one soon. Oh, I hate these fucking writers. I'm going to the next article. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery. We know Brooklyn Brewery. They're they're big in the craft beer world. They've had several new labels pending with the TTB prior to the shutdown. This is courtesy of USA Today. If the link will okay, the uh, federal government shutdown giving some folks one more reason to cry in their beers. God damn it! Stop writing shitty fucking news copy. Ah. This is why I don't write news copy, because I would just tell the fucking story without trying to be clever! <sighs> um, let's see, with Brooklyn Brewery, any delays and approvals can create a domino effect. It's this one thing that then affects all these other things. We can't launch beers on time, which means our distribu- uh, distributors can't sell it, which means our customers can't buy it. Just what I was saying here. Uh, Jim Cook is obviously you know bugged by this, too. Uh, new breweries can't start up. New beers can't be sold. Uh, shutdown doesn't affect existing beers, of course. Um, so, I mean, if if you like your existing beers, you're 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 mostly fine. But like me, I like to find new shit to drink. And months down the road, we are going to be fucked with trying to find new brews because of our fucking stupid ass crybaby. Acting like fucking five-year-olds government. You know, it, again, no fan of Obama, but uh, the Republicans are like, we're not going to accept anything he says because we don't like it. We need him to give in. You know what? Just fucking both of you fucking man up. Obama, make some concessions. Republican Congress, make some fucking concessions. God damn. You can tell I've been drinking. And, um... 
Wait, hold on. Okay, getting back into the chat here. Um, oh, Cornax, that hurt. Um, Dennis saying, I'm a formal li- former liberal same as saying, I'm no racist, I have a black friend. Well, I'm no racist, I-, I have a black co-worker now. I can't be racist. <laughs> um, and I know no one ever accused me of being clever, Mr. Four Pictures of Bud. Ha- have we confirmed that it was four? I'm assuming it was four. <sighs> Never doing that again. I hope you guys will hang out with me again one time. Please. See, I, I I was behaved during brain stew. Didn't didn't do anything bad there because that was bottles. That was good. Made it home. Didn't crash. Perfectly good. Perfectly well behaved. Um, back to the articles. How uh, the TTB shutdown is impacting Two Brothers and Penrose Brewing. Uh, it may completely keep Two Brothers' first ever holiday beer from hitting stores and restaurants alike this season. The yet unnamed chocolate coconut beer. Come on, government! You are stopping a chocolate coconut beer from being released that sounds fucking delicious and i would drink the shit out of that what the fuck um all respect to mark Marin. and the bruise labeling has yet to roll out too said jason ebel co-founder of two brothers brewing so that's another one that's getting fucked by it TTB shutdown delays Heavy C's implementation of $3 million packaging equipment. For Hugh Sisson, owner of Heavy C's Beer in Hailthorpe, I don't know where that, uh, I think Maryland, I believe. Uh, the shutdown's timing has postponed the implementation of the new $3 million piece of equipment that packages and labels the beer. The new machine requires a different size label. And, of course, all new labels must be approved by the Federal Bureau of fucking cocksuckers. And uh, even Cigar City out of Florida, several labels outstanding with TTB prior to the shutdown. uh, Geiger, what kind of fucking name is Geiger? I mean, unless it's a last name and you're drawing aliens. Geiger Powell, media and marketing director of Cigar City Brewing, says the Tampa brewery had several label label approvals outstanding with the TTB. Thankfully for us, none of the beers are critical and we don't need to cancel plans. Well, I mean, did you do the labels before you even did the beer? Because if you did the beer already, it's still in danger of going stale. Um says it could have been a lot more catastrophic. We had a lot more stuff earlier in the year that would have been affected by this. Okay, fair enough on that. So the government shut down. It's fucking us beer drinkers. It's fucking the craft brewers. It it fucking blows. I mean, I, I, I admit I was not pissed about the government shutdown until I started reading more and more about... Well, okay, yeah. Dennis does have a good point in the chat. Says a lot about us as a country when we get mad at the government shutdown because it affects new beer releases. Well, given the way this country's going to hell in a handbasket, we need our beer. So, there you go with that. Uh, Budweiser, banned in Italy. Yes, I said Budweiser, banned in Italy. Well, um, let's see. Okay. Um, oddly enough, this article is out of Prague, but from uh, CBSNews.com. Ah, and I know I've mentioned this brewer before. Um, there was some passing reference to it. The state-owned Czech brewery Budojaviki Budvar 
said on Tuesday, an Italian court has banned its bitter rival, beer giant Anheuser-Busch in Bev, from using the Budweiser trademark in that country, the latest ruling in their long legal battle over the brand name. Um, at the same time, let's see, uh, da, 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 da. at the same time, Budvar said the Supreme Court allowed the Czech brewer to return to the Italian market with its Budweiser Budvar lager. Budvar director Yuri Bocek called it a great victory. Bocek said the court declared AB InBev's use of the Budweiser trademark deceptive and removed it from the trademark register. Therefore, our competitor must stop selling Budweiser beer in Italy, he said, adding that the verdicts are final. AB InBev said it planned to comment later in the day Tuesday. Budvar's Italian lawyer Stefano De Bozio uh, said the verdict may be a precedent for other trademark disputes because it ruled that traditional names are entitled to the same protection ooh, excuse me, as current official names. Now, this is interesting because Budvar Brewery, but it does a Budweiser beer. Um, it was founded in 1895 in the city of Czeske Budajovice, uh, called Budweiss at the time. Budvar argues that only beer brewed in its part of the Czech Republic can be called Budweiser. Or, you know, probably Budweiser, you know, whatever. However they're going to pronounce it there. It's it's a very, very interesting thing. (laughs) And Dennis in the chat says, once again, I'm moving to Italy. Um, And it it actually makes you think, you know, did... Budweiser, you know, Anheuser-Busch, steal the, uh, steal the Budweiser name from these people. Uh, continuing on in the article, Budvar said, hope the ruling will help it boost sales in Italy. What did I just do there? Shit. Oh, never mind. Squeaky door on my, uh, on my tower. Um, ooh, what am I doing? Shit. Fuck. Okay. Um. Budvar said, hope the ruling will help it boost sales in Italy, which dropped in 2002 by about half. After it was forced by uh, forced due to Anheuser Busch's legal action to sell its beer under the name of Czechvar and later Budajoviki Budvar in 2001, Italy was the fifth biggest market for Budvar. So basically, Budweiser weaseled into Italy and said, "Fuck you, we're Budweiser," and made Budvar have to sell it under a different name. Budvar has been fighting with Anheuser Busch for over a century over use of the Budweiser brand. The legal, legal battle was not affected when Anheuser-Busch was taken over by Belgian brewer InBev in 2008. So it's one of those rare cases where you see big beer, as we know it, not succeeding against... I don't know if you could say Budvar is the little guy, but compared to Anheuser-Busch InBev, pretty much everybody's the little guy. So... This is, you know, this is a big blow to Budweiser, I think. Uh, they, they can't sell in Italy anymore. And this is a big thing for traditional Budvar beer. Now, whether or not Budvar's Budweiser, well, Budvar's Budweiser is probably better than Budweiser. I mean, let, let, let's, you know, let's not uh, split hairs here. I mean, and, you know, what, what isn't better than Budweiser? I mean, Budweiser, honestly, it's only good for putting in pitchers. Um, Drinking way too much, bowling, you know, decent scored games, and then ending up in the ER for an evening and having to be rehydrated. 
So, I mean, this this Budvar is probably actually good for drinking. So, big defeat there for Budweiser. Big victory for uh, for Budvar. And let's see, top of the ninth and two outs. Okay. Sorry. I know. You guys don't give a shit about baseball. I do. I do. I really do. Um, okay, Cornex is asking me a question here in the chat here. Hey, Kevin, would you rather drink a full 12-ounce bottle of beer that tasted like balls or lick a pair of testicles that tasted like beer? There is no question about this. The less gay choice is drinking a full 12-ounce bottle of beer that tasted like balls because licking balls is gay. There's no way around it. That's just gay. Drinking... Well, yeah, Dennis, I guess I, guess I probably did. Yeah, four pictures of it. <laughs> Fucking shit. Um, because, I mean, I, 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 could, I could drink that 12-ounce bottle of beer at the end of several other 12-ounce bottles of beer of stuff that tasted good, so I wouldn't really give a shit. Um, and I'll have you know my balls taste like flowers. So, there you go. Um, that's one of my crutches, isn't it? I say, there you go. I say, there you go. I say, uh... I know I say some other things too. I know I, I know in therapy I catch myself saying definitely a lot. I say exactly a lot. I think that happened to me on uh, Punchy's podcast, the uh, the by the way podcast, uh, by the way podcast dot dot com. Check it out if you feel so inclined. It's actually a uh, very very well done podcast. The last guest on there was Hals from Seattle. And I thought it was a, a great show that Punchy did. So a little bit of cross promotion there. Um, New Belgium makes its way to Ohio. New Belgium, most well known probably for their fat tire amber ale. Uh, this is from the fullpint.com. New Belgium Brewing was happy to announce it signed deals with nine wholesale, ugh, wholesale partners. God damn it. Some, something happens with my tongue when I drink. And that's what screws up my speech. Oh, also, before I forget, whoever recommended the Gatorade bottle to me, full marks to you, because that has truly, truly helped me the past couple of shows. I won't get into that any further. Uh, Signed deals with nine wholesale partners to distribute its beer across Ohio when the Fort Collins, Colorado brewer opens that state on December 16th, 2013. New Belgium will roll into the Buckeye State with a mix of 22-ounce Fat Tire Ranger IPA seasonal release, which uh, this year is Accumulation White IPA and Lips of Faith beers. I uh, hate to admit that I have not had any of those, but I don't think New Belgium actually distributes to New Jersey, so that would explain why. Uh, some draft may come online in the initial rollout as well. Ohio will be New Belgium's 35th state of distribution. We're excited about Ohio, said New Belgium sales co-pilot Brian B.K. Kruger. This has been long in the works, and now that expansion projects have brought on additional capacity here in Fort Collins, the time is right. So the uh, Ohio Partners, it's Superior Beverage Group, which is owned by Miller Coors. Okay, fine. Heidelberg Distribution, uh, Stagnaro Distributing Company, again, Miller Coors, and Bonbright Distributing, which, again, Miller Coors. Um, oh, 
There's a few more. Oh, wait. Uh, Classic Brands of Ohio, Anheuser-Busch. Choice Beverage, Anheuser-Busch. Mystic Distributing Company, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, Muxy Distributing, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. And Miller Coors. And then Spriggs Distributing, um, Anheuser-Busch. So, if you have wanted to try new Belgian beers and you live in Ohio, you are in luck. If you are in a place uh, in one of the, let's see, what did they say, 35 states? If you're in one of the 15 states that does not get new Belgium, I'm assuming like New Jersey, because again, I don't see it out here from what I recall, you're fucked, and I can't really help you. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat here. Uh, and yet the beer flavored semen versus <sighs> Dennis says, I imagine if semen was beef flavored, homosexuality in this country would be running rampant. Yes. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> and if, if, if semen was chocolate flavored, you know, we wouldn't have any problem with women either. Um, no, well, beef flavored, beer flavored, either way. I mean, guys are fucked at that point. Um, excuse me, I'm just, uh, duplicating Blu-ray discs, multitasking here. Beef, beer, it's all guy stuff. Ah. Uh, Chinese team finds that drinking this particular beverage might prevent a hangover. I know I've, um, I've talked about it in the past, you know, Drinking water, that's going to prevent your hangover. That's that's a guarantee right there. You hydrate yourself when you're drinking. You're not going to wake up feeling like shit. Uh, what was it? There was that, uh, I, I believe there was a beer that they were trying to hydrate it to a point so that you wouldn't get a hangover off that. I probably reported that. Son of a bitch, why am I so tired? Fuck. It's only 7.30 and I'm exhausted. But um, I think it was a, they hydrated it to a point. But this, those damn Chinese, they found that drinking Sprite may prevent a hangover. This is from phys.org, phys.org. Team of Chinese researchers working at Sun Yat-sen University. Didn't I do a Chinese article last week where I was probably somewhat racist? Possibly. I don't know. Um has found a possible way for drinkers of alcoholic beverages to minimize the risk of developing hangover and other negative side effects consume Sprite. In their paper published in the journal Food and Function, the team describes how they tested a host of beverages to determine which best boosts the production of an enzyme that breaks down, um, let's see, acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde, not going to work here anymore. A harmful chemical that is created as the body breaks down alcohol. Human beings have likely blah, 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 not hangover, blah, 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 aching head, dry mouth, blah, 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 blah. Um, the team in China based their study on other research that has found that when people drink an alcoholic beverage, the body undertakes a two-step process in dealing with the alcohol. And at first, an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase sets to work to break the alcohol down into that word that I can't pronounce. Next, another enzyme called uh, aldehyde uh, dehydrogenase breaks it down further into acetate. Science! It's the first step, apparently, that causes problems, causes the brain to swell, leading to hangover pain, blah, blah, blah with that. Now, to this I say, okay, 
that's all fine and good. Drinking Sprite, Sprite might prevent your hangover. You know, there's elements in that. Fine. Drink water. Water is more easily available unless you're in some fucking third world country. And in that respect, you're probably not going to find fucking Sprite anyway. And you're probably not drinking anyway unless you're drinking some fucking toilet wine. And at that point, you're not going to give a shit. Drink water. If you are drinking heavily, if you even if you're at a bar, if you're at a club, whatever, beer in one hand, water in the other, alternate, alternate it. Yes, I know. I am, you know, probably not suited to be the perfect spokesman for this, uh, considering my history. But hydration, hydration is the key. That's all it comes down to. You drink beer. Hydrate yourself if you don't want a fucking headache in the morning. That's what it comes down to. I mean, the, the that beer that hydrated you better, that's probably the next best solution to just drinking water because then you're getting two in one. But a fucking Sprite, it's easier for me to get water. I don't have Sprite. Oh, I have a fucking Brita filter. I'll just drink that. Fuck. Why am I getting angry at these Chinese scientists? I mean, all they're trying to do is help us not get hung over. Um, Dennis, I don't have a TV. I don't know what's going on. I, uh, let's see. A woman's dream, a penis made out of chocolate that ejaculates money. Oh, that, ooh, that, that, that would hurt. I mean, you'd get hot out and you'd melt. And ejaculating money cannot be pleasurable. Dennis, what am I checking out on the TV? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see in Twitter if anything is going on interesting here, but, uh, Leads off a single pinch runner trying to climb Nothing is helping me here. I can't multitask. See, this is this is why I need a co-host. Oh, bottom of the ninth, first, no one out. Okay, I can I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Uh, first pitch. Uh, Peralta's at the plate. There is a ball. Yes, we all know about balls on this show. Um. Wait, why did I just say that? Jesus. Um, this was another article that was actually linked from that one. This is back in December of 2012. So not necessarily as uh, timely, I suppose. But I thought this was kind of interesting too. Um, smoking may worsen your hangover after heavy drinking. Now to me, this doesn't surprise me at all. I am an ex-smoker. I quit smoking back in 2004, so it's been... Well, actually, it was it was October 2004. It was uh, <laughs> when the Red Wings won the... Or Red, Red Wings... Red Sox won the World Series. Um, so I quit smoking then, so I, I know what I speak of. If you're a smoker, the more you drink, chances are the more you smoke. The more you smoke the better chances you're going to get of a headache just from that alone. You tack a hangover onto that, and you're completely fucked at that point. Um, but, uh, 
Let me see if this article says anything different than what I was. Uh, researchers found oh, beautiful. Researchers found that college students were more likely to report hangover symptoms. Yeah. Uh, doctor, I have hangover symptoms. I know I'm not legally supposed to be drinking. Uh, after a heavy drinking episode, if they smoked more heavily on the day they drank, and it wasn't simply because they smoked more when they drank more. What? Oh, there is some science behind this. Teach me to read an article. Jeez. I got red all over my face. Not to be confused with the Red Show, 9 to 11, on Wednesdays on morelikeradio.com. Uh, I believe they have to pre-record their show this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, apparently, Footer is having gender reassignment surgery from uh, from what P-Rock said. So uh, let's wish him well on his sudden lack of a penis. So, um, at the same number of drinks, people who smoke more that day are more likely to have a hangover, have more intense hangovers. Uh, team controlled some other factors as well, such as whether students reported drug use in the past year, and smoking itself was linked to an increased risk of hangover compared with not smoking at all. Okay, that's obvious. Um, raises the likelihood there's some direct effect of tobacco smoking on hangovers. The how isn't fully clear. Well, fuck you! If the, if the how isn't clear, then don't publish this shit! God damn you, people. Um, uh, okay. I will hit up one more news article, and then I'm gonna get into my beer releases for the week. So this one, again, something I teased before the break. Dave. It's called Dave. The 19-year-old craft beer with a $2,000 price tag. Oh, two outs, motherfucker! What, did somebody get hit into a double play? Son of a bitch! Peralta grounds into a double play. Shortstop Steven Drew to second baseman. Dustin Pedroia to first baseman. Mike uh, Napoli. Napoli? I don't know. Hernan Perez out at second. God damn it. Game three is a fucking wash. Home ice advantage goes... Home ice? hockey on my mind home field advantage goes back to the fucking Red Sox god fucking damn it Uh, 3-2 count come on come on just oh fuck okay now I got a now I got a phone call I'm gonna get yelled at here hello get back to your liquor monkey yes sir (laughs) I have another tab I'm I'm going back and forth Uh, game's over fuck Fucking Red Sox. See, I, I split my allegiance between the Red Sox and the Tigers. Tigers haven't won a World Series since 84. I want the fucking Tigers to win. God damn, Avila. God damn it. Ugh. Okay. Well, okay, no more baseball talk. Um, I think the hockey game started, though. Anyway, <laughs> let me post this in the chat here. This is Dave, that 19-year-old craft beer. Um, whoops. I almost closed my MLR tab. That'd be bad. So, this is what it looks like. Doesn't look like anything special, honestly. So, it's Hair of the Dog Brewery in Portland, Oregon. They make a beer so rare and so sought after that it can fetch $2,000 a bottle. This is from NPR. It's a barley wine, which we know uh, We know barley wines. Barley wines are you know stronger. Um, now, why is this so sought after? Well, it first established its novelty when it won a barley wine competition in 1998. As it aged, it got even better. 
When it was young, apparently, it was very hot and alcoholic and almost hard to drink. Some barley wines are. They can be a little bit rough in that respect. But now that it's aged, it's become soft and lush. It's also become pricier over the years. 15 years ago, Sprintz said, uh, Sprintz is uh, Alan Sprintz. Okay, he's the beer creator. Um, 15 years ago, he sold it for $80 a bottle. Three years ago, it was auctioned off for 1500 And since 2003, the brewery has donated a percentage of the profits from the Dave sales to charity. This year, they'll go to Guide Dogs for the Blind. Okay, that, 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 that's that's noble. They released 12 bottles of this in September for 2000 each. They sold out within a few hours. Seven or eight people in line for two hours before they had even opened. Um, Hair of the Dog Brewery has long specialized in extra alcoholic aged beers. Uh, and the brewery has a local following. To make Dave, Sprint started off with another one of his beers called Adam and put it through three rounds of freezing to increase the alcohol content. So basically kind of like freeze distillation uh german ice box concentrated the same way most aren't nearly as alcoholic as dave to give an idea um this one it's 29 percent alcohol so uh what is that um i'm thinking in terms of proof you split that in half i guess so that's about 15 15 proof so a 15 proof beer but 29 percent alcohol by volume that's a little bit rough, especially for a barley wine. Um, y- you got to wonder with something like this, though. Um, d- do you actually drink this after you buy it? And if you do, when do you do it? Do you try and pair it with a food, risking fucking that up? Do you, um, do you kind of dole it out slowly? Do you do it all in one sitting? Um, or do you simply collect it? I mean, there are beer collectors out there that just seem to have full bottles out there. I mean, that's the same problem with, you know, going back to what me and Cornex were talking about a little bit, uh, Transformers collectors. Do you keep, do you open it or do you keep it mint in sealed box or mint on sealed card? This would be mint in sealed bottle. Um, let's see. Um, this guy says he has some left in his reserves for those who are curious to taste. There's no word yet on when he'll be releasing another batch. So who knows how much of this they have left. My wife would kill me if I spent $2,000 on a bottle of beer. Um, and personally, I don't think any beer is worth $2,000 a bottle. The most I have paid for a bottle of beer, it was some Sam Adams limited release. It wasn't Utopia, but I am going to try and get a hold of that eventually. Um, 35 40 bucks, and I wasn't that impressed with it. The Utopia from Sam Adams, I would gladly accept donations to get me to purchase one of those because 200 bucks for a bottle of beer, even that's a bit much for me. I can't really justify that, um, especially with my current job. Maybe if I pick up more video jobs, I don't know, but... Um, okay. I hadn't even tapped into the chat and Cornex mentioned the Sam Adams Utopias uh, <laughs> Mitch says make a beer can chicken with it yeah, that, that would piss so many people off if you just decided to cook with this beer 
um, it, it would be akin to the people that you know buy the newest iPad or newest iPhone and smash it in front of the people in line. Um, you got to think though with the barley wine, this would probably work really well for cooking. But a two thousand dollar bottle, I mean, you got to have the right kind of money to do that. Um, so I'm not hitting any lists and anything today. Um, I got one more article, but I'll hold off on that till next week because it's not fucking timely. So the new beer releases and reveals for the week, as I mentioned, Budweiser. There are three new Project Twelve brews from Budweiser. Let me close up my other tabs and see if I can find. I don't want that. Don't need that. Don't need that. See, I always worry about show prep, and I I, I always make it through. I am a lacking self-confidence douche, and yet I still always make it through a couple hours. It It is shocking. So, this is a picture in the chat of the new Project 12 beers. So, for those of you that don't know what Project 12 was... They're brews undertaken by the Budweiser Brewmasters, all 12 Brewmasters, and the ones that are chosen, they're named for their zip codes. So Batch 94534 out of Fairfield, California. It's a North Pacific-style lager. It's a hoppy lager, so I'm probably not going to enjoy that too much. 5.5% alcohol by volume. It uses a unique blend of North Pacific hop varieties. So there you get the... uh, why is Windows making noises? Okay. Um, there you get the uh, name that you see on the label in the chat there. North Pacific style lager was North Pacific hop varieties. Then you have batch 23185 out of Williamsburg, Virginia. Vanilla bourbon cask lager. This one sounds good to me. Um, this one aged on a bed of bourbon barrel staves and vanilla beans, 5.5% alcohol by volume. Again, these are all very, very sessionable kind of beers. Uh, It's a light amber lager. And this actually kind of reminds me of the Project 12 case that I got. This is the second edition of it. Uh, The first one that I got, two out of the three beers I really enjoyed. The third one, I was kind of met on. I have a feeling the the one I mentioned before, the North Pacific style lager, that one I'm going to be kind of meh on because it's too hoppy. But then again, hoppy in terms of Budweiser, it might actually be okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, then the final one, batch 43229 out of Columbus, Ohio. It's a Beechwood Bach brewed with chocolate and caramel malts, finished on beech- Beechwood chips. This is the higher alcohol content of the three, 6% alcohol by volume. Like I said, I had some of the previous Project 12 releases, and for my taste, they seem to go two for three on them. And again, Beechwood Bach, I'm all about that. The vanilla bourbon cask lager, all about that. The North Pacific style lager, eh, eh, iffy on that. Um, chances are I will see it in store around here and I will pick it up because I'll do it for the show and not because I'm an alcoholic. Of course not. New Nitros from Left Hand Brewing Company. I mentioned Left Hand Brewing before. The one they've had before is their Milk Stout Nitro. Personally, I 
prefer their regular milk stout. The nitro doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I mean, if they had a widget in there and they were trying to nitrogenate it that way, I'd be good with it. So these bottles here, what they are adding to their lineup, Sawtooth Nitro, which is an American ale, and Wake Up Dead Nitro, which is a Russian imperial stout. The Sawtooth is supposed to have nutty malt flavors balanced by herbal hops. The Wake Up Dead, which I have not had before, but I am interested in trying after seeing the description. Cocoa, dried fruit, and licorice flavors. So you're getting, um, I mean, it's a Russian imperial stout. You're getting those Russian imperial stout flavors out of it. Sawtooth is going to be available year-round along with Milk Stout. Wake Up Dead, it's going to see release three times a year. So got to figure out when that's going to happen. Who knows? Um, Colorado, obviously going to see these on shelves first. The rest of distribution is going to be hitting in 2014. So we're not going to see these until next year. So got to hold on for those. Um, again, the, the, the Milk Stout Nitro, it didn't really... It didn't do anything for me more than the regular milk stout. However, I don't think I have really... I may have seen the Sawtooth at one point. I don't think I've seen the Wake Up Dead. So hopefully, at least these will get distribution out here. And I'll be fine with the Nitro because it's, you know... If I'm not getting the original, might as well get the Nitro. I'll, I'll, I'll get it anyway. I'm, I'm going to keep a lookout for that. I'm always happy to try new Russian Imperial Stouts because Russian Imperial Stouts are delicious. And they're usually a little bit higher alcohol too, so when you have that kind of rough day, it's a good settling effect. Shit, I got three minutes left. Um, Hit up these last two. Jester King Aurelian Lure. I got a picture of this one here. Not that you're going to see much from this label, but it is a label nonetheless. Um, this intrigued me. It's an apricot sour. It's made using mature sour beer, refermenting it in oak barrels with California apricots. They used local wild yeast, local to Texas, for the sour flavors. It's an American wild ale, oak aged with apricots, 750 milliliter bottles, late October 2013. So we're distribution areas are going to see it within the coming weeks. 5.4% alcohol by volume. And then the final little bit here, this is one I held off on from last week, and I wanted to definitely hit it this week. This is craft beer ice cream. Um, so here's an example here. It's their pumpkin ale. Uh, out of Atlanta, frozen pints out of Atlanta. They've released their pumpkin ale ice cream. It's not just flavored. It's actually 21 and over to buy, and the ice cream itself is 3.2% alcohol by volume. Now, that's not a lot, but for ice cream, that's a bit of a difference there. It features their pumpkin craft beer as part of the recipe with cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice. Perfect thing to make a pumpkin beer float if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Frozen Pints, they've also released such flavors as a peach lambic, honey IPA, brown ale chip, malted milk chocolate stout, and a vanilla bock. Like Dennis says in the chat, this needs to be sold in Jersey like immediately. I would fucking love this in Jersey because I would get back into ice cream again. Um, so it, I'm assuming it's only sold in the Atlanta area right now. But if you want to kind of chirp at them on their Twitter feed to try and get them distributing a little bit more, uh, on Twitter they're at Frozen Pints. 
and see if you can kind of get them uh, expanding their distribution area. So that's it for those new releases, and that's it for Alcohol by Volume this week. As always, check out what we're talking about the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Alcohol by Volume, and of course, be sure to like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash MLR Alcohol by Volume. If you have friends that enjoy beer, tell them about the Facebook page, tell them about the show, get them listening. I want listeners, I want likes on that Facebook page. That is your homework for this week. Do it, please. I'm pleading with you. Do it. Now I'm demanding. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped alcohol by volume. All one word. Coming up next, unsigned hype with Sir Darkside. Followed by Dungeon Royce. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 